Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocTalk. ZocTalk is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocTalk is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc, and the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc dot com slash drink. Hello. Oh, hi. Welcome to our July. Listeners. Nope. August. Oh, shit. That's what we meant. Take two. <laughs> Welcome to our August listeners episode. I, I just honestly can't believe it's already August. I think or almost August. I think that's what's throwing me off. It's two thirds of the year have already passed. That's bonkers. It's bananas. I'm getting married in two months, so the oh thought, I keep pushing myself back. Like, no, we have time. No, I, I got to start thinking of a speech. No time. Um, <laughs> so, for those of you who are chiming in for the first time, uh, go back and listen to the other ones in the past to know what's going on. But as a quick little uh, summary. Uh, if you send in your personal true crime and or paranormal stories to AT, nope, and that's why we drink dark. <laughs> okay, let me take over here. Um, so if you're new here, that's cool. We love you. What we do is we read people's submissions and what you have to do is send a true crime or paranormal story that you have or anything creepy or spooky or whatever too and that's what we drink at gmail.com that's the one that's the one and eva goes through and kind of uh picks them out for us each month and we get to read your stories and this is one of our favorite things to do through the podcast because you guys 
have been in so much stuff. Yeah, and crazier stories than we could ever imagine or come up with ourselves. So yes, we yes, love yes. doing these. And also, Eva's not here this month, but thank so you to we're Eva. falling apart. <laughs> thank you to Eva for uh, picking these in advance so that you could hear our live reactions. That's correct. And uh, Classic Kevin, um, as usual, is reading two bonus stories for our Patreon donors on in his beautiful Scottish accent. Mm-hmm. So if you check our Patreon and you're a donor, um, we will post those on the first as well. Uh, Should we also shout out his podcast? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Classic Kevin of Mirths and Monsters. So if you need more of his voice, it's there. Um, And so he's a gem and he reads two stories or one story, two stories. I don't know. Each month um, on the first. And so they're bonus listener stories for patrons. Um, Also, today's the first of August, which means in two days we're going to be in in Nashville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as of now, tickets are still available. Um, We're running low, but they're still there. So if you guys are anywhere nearby, please get a ticket come see us we'd love to see you um on our first leg of our u.s tour that we're oh boy kind of gearing up for so oh boy we'll see you there i currently don't have a story prepped so me neither fingers crossed it <laughs> I goes don't have well a story and by for story next i week. mean two stories because oh, we have two nashville shows i mean to be fair i don't we already did crime con nashville so we got to come up with i know they got to be doozies damn anyway it'll be great though um one thing at a time and yes. for now, the time is for you guys, for your stories. So I guess I'll start because I have the computer here. Okay. Subject. The Charles River gave me some graduation memories. Alrighty. Like Boston, Charles River? I think so. That's where we lived. Oh, yeah. On the banks of the Charles River. Oh. Hey, guys. Here's the story I tweeted at you. And then resent. Yeah. I'm glad you email. resent it because I don't. We wouldn't have we wouldn't have found it through social media. We only don't through the email. save those because it's too hard. To, we don't have a pl- place to save those. Correct. Hey guys, here's the story I tweeted at you. Last May I got my oh this is from Anna by the way. Hi Anna. Last May I got my PhD from Boston. Okay, hey. all right. Rubbing it in. Now we, we get, know why Eva picked this one. We get our master's degrees, and then she's like, "Oh, I just casually got my PhD. It's fine." Yeah. Okay. Congratulations. I guess. Do you think she lived right near us? It's just funny. It's just like. It's just funny how she just got a PhD like that. And we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it and we'll think about it and we'll talk about it again in two months. And just push their glasses like <laughs> up the bridge of their nose. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry. Anna, last May I got my PhD from Boston University. On the afternoon of the actual graduation ceremony, I went for a run. I used to run there too along the Charles Ew. River. I did. I, I had didn't. A, I had a running phase. I don't know why. To deal with the jitters of having to walk across a stage in a stupid floppy hat. Good times. <laughs> It was a beautiful spring day. As I was jogging back towards school, I saw a woman standing next to the river, looking out a few yards with a weird look on her face. I glanced over as well because it was the season for adorable baby ducks and geese, which are adorable in Boston. And I thought maybe she was looking at some. Nope. She was looking. Oh, Hmm. oh, she was looking at a human head and (gasps) shoulders submerged in the river. What? Face down. Oh, my. Uh, Oh, my God. uh, Oh, my God. I don't think she had fully registered what she was looking at, but I knew for sure that it was a body. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I'm an archaeologist and deal with plenty of dead remains, although mine are usually much older. I also watch too many procedural crime dramas. Same. Anyway, I don't know if either of these things are why I didn't freak out, but I didn't. I asked if anyone had called 911. Nobody had, so I did. Next thing, I was on the phone with a BUPD dispatcher waiting chest deep out into the river. What? Oh, my God. I'm like, I have chills. It freaked oh me out. Oh, my God. To make sure that this was indeed a body and not an unconscious person needing help. Oh, you're a hero, Anna. Jesus. Jeez. I think I would have been that. Par- I've been like, they're dead. I would have been that paralyzed person. Just like, yeah, I don't know what to do. 
I got within 10 feet, smelled decomp. Oh, boy. Oh, for God's sake. And inform. I have actual chills. And informed the dispatcher that this individual was for sure beyond help. Thank God Boston has so many med schools and hospitals because there happened to be two doctors also on a run. Not oh. me. It was definitely not me. Uh, who helped me turn the body over and <gasps> pull it to shore. Oh, my God. Girl, what? Those are some brave people. <sighs> okay. Uh, it was an adult male dressed for much cooler weather. So oh, I don't no. know how long he'd been in the water, but long enough for him to be unrecognizable. Oh, no. It was a surreal experience because I must have been in shock by that point. You must yeah, have just been you in can't not be. overdrive of like, let's pull his body out. I mean, God. Oh, my gosh. Just the thought. And only have a series of vivid snapshot memories. I remember thinking that the CSI makeup effects people do a really great job with drowned bodies because that is what they look like. Oh, my God. I remember staying to give statements to the police. I remember running back to school in my squelchy wet shoes. I especially remember that there was a dead squirrel by the side of the path and someone had put a tiny bouquet of pink flowers in its little dead squirrel hands. Oh, my God. And I saw and could only think, oh, for fuck's sake. What is this day? (laughs) Were you on... Mercury was totes and retrograde. Oh, I was going to ask you were on mushrooms, but... Oh. <laughs> uh, that's also... I mean, both are probably what happened. I remember getting myself to the student center for the world's fastest but most appreciated shower and change of clothing, and then I walked across the stage in a stupid floppy <gasps> hat! Happy graduation. She did it. She's like, also now I got my doctorate. Can you imagine? You're like... What a day. You're like, oh, I just want to de-stress. A little de-stress before my run, or before my graduation. And then you're like, but first let me pull a dead body. Imagine if she didn't have time and she just smelled like a dead <gasps> person. No! Oh my god. Uh, okay. <laughs> I hope that the police have by now given closure to that person's family. He had his phone and wallet in his pocket, so they must have been able to ID him. That's really oh, sad. Oh god. That's really sad. That's the story. Thanks for the hours of entertainment. You guys are the part of the reason... It- you guys are part of the reason I was inspired to start my own podcast of stories from archaeology and anthropology. It's called The Dirt. And it's, I mean, clearly she has the experience. Yeah. And it's premiering July 1st. And holy Jesus, this stuff's a lot of work, huh? Oh, God. <laughs> no, we find it really easy. It's actually, we go on runs to de-stress. <laughs> Imagine that poor girl who had to give a statement to the cops and is like, okay, but can I go graduate now? Like, I gotta go. She's like, I just was trying to, like, clear my head a little bit. <laughs> and instead I just packed it with, like, trauma. Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys do it super well, and I hope I can make a similarly entertaining show with better sound quality someday. Love, wine, and milkshakes, Anna. I'm so wow. bowled over by the story, though. I'm, like, really <laughs> overwhelmed, because I'm picturing the whole thing from, like, where our apartments were, right? Uh-huh. On, yeah, I like, am, too. right on the river. Literally right on the river. Where BU is. I mean, the, just the thought that there was a fucking body floating there. And I she pulled how... it out! She didn't just see it! Jesus. Okay. All right. right. This one is from Alexis. Hi, Alexis. And the story is Strange Interactions with John Wayne Gacy, no. a.k.a. Pogo the Clown, parentheses, both in real life and through the spirit veil. I have a lot of questions. I'm just going to be quiet and hear what's going on. Good call. Um... Hey, I'm and Christine. Hi. This story is more of uh, more a group of quick takes versus one solid experience, but I think you will enjoy the ride. I think you're uh, right. I'm ready. Um, I grew up in north in a northwest community of Chicago uh, that was once terrorized by John Wayne Casey. My parents' house is actually two blocks away from the house where he buried most of his victims. <gasps> he was an active member in my community, and <gasps> needless to say, many people I know have had an experience with him. 
starting with my mom. She actually lived next door to Gacy's aunt and uncle. <gasps> she dead ass knew him and oh thought God. he was a normal fucking dude. Classic serial killer. I was about to say, that's like sociopath 101. She's a true crime buff herself and remembers seeing Gacy around the house specifically during murder years due to his aunt being terminally ill. Yeah. In fact, she swears that the night his aunt died matches perfectly to the timeline of one of his last victims, Robert Piest? Piest? Piest. Remember, we had this whole... I know. Robert. Piest. Um, I don't know. Meaning his dead body was in Gacy's car parked in front of my mom's house before he was dumped in the river. Des Plaines? Des Plaines? Yeah. In the Des Plaines River. Oh, my God. Continuing on, my mom's best friend, who she met later in life, was a high school student attending my eventual high school during Gacy's terror. Across the street from the high school at the time was a butcher who was very popular in the community. Guess who also went there? Pogo the motherfucking Jesus. clown. So he was around my high school at least once a week while also killing young boys. Oh to make God. matters worse, he was friendly with my mom's friend's family and would often help them carry groceries in the house or would just stop in to visit. She had high school aged brothers and has mentioned to me multiple times that her brothers could have easily been his victims. Seriously. Hindsight is wild like that. The last story is my own paranormal experience with the man in question. Oh, boy. As I mentioned, his house is very close to my own. And as any kid with a neighborhood killer, my friends and I are very fascinated by John Wayne Gacy. In the summer of 2013, my friends and I had just graduated high school and were driving around looking for fun. We decided to drive past the Gacy house because it has a history of being haunted and it was like midnight. So it seemed like a good idea. It wasn't. Uh-oh. We parked out front the house and started to taunt Gacy a bit, oh, just calling no. his name and speaking in weird voices. Suddenly, at the literal same time, both of our phones glitched, went black, and refused to turn back on. I didn't have a smartphone, so the phone wasn't prone to malfunctioning, and my friend had a fully charged Android, so it was not normal. So naturally, we looked at each other, screamed, and got out of there as fast as possible. <laughs> we never went back to, and to this day, swear that Gacy possessed our phones. Thanks for making a great podcast. I listen to it at work and it makes my day every fucking day. Love, Alexis. P.S. Come to Sacramento where I live now. By the way, I found out I found out about Eron's through your podcast after oh, I had shit. moved to Sacramento. <gasps> Shut up. So there you go. Wow, Alexis. Thank you. That is uh, a lot of John <laughs> Wayne Gacy interaction. That, imagine like just having a family friend over all the time that like, Praise on little boys when Zandy was a kid. Yeah, it's just the thought of looking so back gross. and thinking like things could have gone so differently. Yeah, John Wayne. That was an early episode. Yeah, sometimes I regret doing those episodes so early because I'm like, I wish I could just like really dive into it now. But I feel like, oh, I do that now too. Where like I'm, there's only so many haunted places in the world, and I'm like, I wish every story was like Amityville. Because we did Amityville, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, like I did all the stories that like now I have to find all these obscure ones, and I'm like, I hope they like live up to the they stories that i did do, in the though. beginning they always do though it takes a lot more research yeah <laughs> they're that's harder true. to look through now yeah some of the smaller ones too with me yeah i mean i still have plenty of murders but uh, our lives are just really hard guys guys our lives are so hard oh my god give us give us a break give us a break give us a break Call, okay this is from joshua and it's called Cults, Serial Killers, and Nuclear Reactors. Ooh. And Slag Pots. No, that was just me adding that. Okay. <laughs> Dear Em and Christine, I've just started listening to your show, and it's what keeps me going on long drives. Whenever I hear 
Whenever I hear your listener stories, I always think about a little place in North Georgia called Dawson Forest. This is a state park in Dawsonville, Georgia, and I always think of it as being some sort of opening or border to some other world, kind of like the town of Twin Peaks, if that makes sense. While I was in RTC at the University of North Georgia, we always did our field exercises and land navigation out there. Oh, man, I get, dated a guy in ROTC, and he'd be like, uh, I got to do land nav tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, because I had plenty wooded land for us to get lost and run missions in. Whenever I was there, I was always nervous and uneasy, especially when I was north of the river that runs through the forest. Like, whatever was there couldn't cross the river, like in the Blair Witch Project. Mm. Interesting. It was especially unnerving during night land nav, as you are navigating through the woods in the pitch dark and are not allowed to use any light except to stop and check your map. There were times when I would shoot an azimuth... Okay. Azimuth? I don't know. There were times when I would shoot an azimuth i think azimuth azimuth dead Ah. north 100 meters off of a road and then shoot an azimuth okay don't say it again (laughs) uh dead south and couldn't find the road again and was only saved by seeing another cadet's red light in the distance that same night a guy in my squad disappeared for a while when he came back he said that he was walking through the woods looking for a point he all of a sudden had no idea where he was and an hour had passed that he couldn't account for oh god oh boy he stopped called for help and waited for be waited to be picked up there was also a decent amount of cult activity up in the rural mountains of north georgia if you go deep into the woods in certain parts of the mountains and caves you can find shrines markings etc from various cults the year before mine even had a run-in with cultists on one of their field exercises they had set up a patrol base where you rest for the night while out on the fi- while out of the field and were pulling security when a van pulls up to the trail where they were staying. The doors open up and out pour cultists wearing animal-like masks like something out of season one of True Detective. Oh, no. God. The cultists blew through their patrol base screaming and hollering before disappearing into the woods. <gasps> that is called a nightmare. That is a nightmare. The event shook them and the following classes up so much that every year ROTC cadre has to remind the cadets that it is a federal crime if they bring their personal handguns with them to the field. Wow. This is just the tip of the iceberg. In the 1950s and 60s, the Air Force and Lockheed built a nuclear reactor in the forest to test and experiment with. One of the things they were testing was the effects of radiation on flora and fauna by burying waste throughout the forest. What? What? That's so, like, 60s. Like, we'll see what happens. And then the 70s, like, meh. Eventually, they shut the reactor down, but you can still find the remains there, and you can find gi- you can still find giant mutant mushrooms around where the reactor was. No way. Interestingly enough, if you ever ask anyone from Lockheed about the reactor, they deny that there was ever a reactor oh there. Oh, my God. Uh, last but not least is the story of the serial killer Gary Hilton. I heard this story from one of my professors who was a retired GBI agent, and Hilton was his last case, and the one that shook him enough to make him retire. Hilton was a serial killer that went from Florida through Georgia, murdering and killing hikers. Oh, God. His last victim was Meredith Emerson, who he kidnapped while she was hiking around Woody Gap. He kept her alive for several days until he walked her out into Dawson Forest with her hands tied, bound her to a tree, and then attempted to behead her with a knife. Oh, my God. Until the blade snapped off. Oh, no. Eventually, Hilton was caught after using the debit card of a previous victim and subsequently being identified at a gas station. Once he was arrested, 
the, he led the police to Meredith's body and confessed to the other murders as well. The entire confession can also be seen on YouTube, but be aware it is four and a half hours long and oh quite disturbing. Shit. My professor said that out of all the cases and murders, this one is the one that haunts him and keeps him up late at night. Just I the, don't. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. I know this is kind of all over the place, but Dawson Forest is a crazy place with a lot of crazy stuff. Love the show and can't get enough. Respectfully, Second Lieutenant Josh Dyer. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. But also, oh my God. I have like full on body chills. Whew. That is. Uh, Wowza. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. Nightmares. All right, let's switch gears. All right, let's switch gears to something else let's... equally terrible. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Let's do that. Let's do something called turn down the volume. No. I don't want to. Eva? Don't tell me what to do. How you got my boyfriend and I back together. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Em and I basically want... I mean, we're matchmakers. We, like, basically want our own... uh, Matchmaking um, show. Bravo show. So, like, this seems right down our alley. So, this is from Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Dearest M, Christine, Baby G, Juniper, Blaze, Eva, and Allison. Oh. But no, Alexander. No. (laughs) I just Uh just put up one. No. No, it's good. First of all, congrats to Linda on her wedding. M... Em and Allison look like they had a blast. Second of all, you guys rock and keep me entertained for hours on end, so thank you. Anyway, let's crack into it. Let's do it! About six months ago, my boyfriend and I broke up. Long story, but it was dumb and we love each other and he's totally rad. And I just started listening to you guys and knew he had this badass ghost story and kept forgetting to send it to you. Well, the breakup came and as much as I missed him or had typical breakup thoughts, the most important one was, okay, but he has to tell me that ghost story (laughs) one more time. For Em and Christine. It's critical. Amazing. So at some point I gathered all his things and told him to come get them with a hidden agenda, of course, of just wanting him to tell me the damn ghost story. The ghosts are always the hidden agenda. We ended up... (laughs) Ghosts 2019. (laughs) We ended up talking blah, 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 lame, blah, blah, blah feelings. And he then left. So lame. And I hadn't gotten the ghost story. (gasps) Damn his chiseled physique and witty puns. (laughs) They strike again. Long story short, this happened a couple of times where we randomly met up because of some sort of lure I made to get the ghost story. But we ended up bonding and getting closer again, and you know how things go. Whatever. Most importantly, I told him about how hilarious you guys were and how we need to be best friends when we move to L.A. in a couple of years. No big deal. Um, NBD. Side plug. Side plug. <laughs> and how I... Oh, She's going to be like, you forgot something in my house. You should come get it. It's a plane ticket to LA. Let's go. Hidden agenda. No, to us. Oh, right. So you're like, oh, <laughs> I have a hidden ghost agenda. Um, and how I owed you guys a good story in return for all the laughs you've given me. Aww. He laughed and agreed to put something together for you. Realistically, I think it's because of Geo, and he's not wrong. <laughs> wow. Thanks again for being awesome. Keep killing the game. Get it killing like serial killers. <laughs> okay, I'll stop and get to the good stuff. Enjoy. So this is what he oh, wrote. Oh, I was like, wait. But okay, so we this get is what the he, story. Okay. This was her intro. That would have been quite, quite a tease. Oh my gosh. So this is his, his story. When I was 10 years old, my family went down to South Padre Islands to visit my aunt and cousins at their new house. It was previously owned, but still fairly new. I was the youngest of all the children there, which made me easy bait for all the shit. Oh, Over the course of our month-long stay, well, first of all, wow. That's quite a, quite a vacation. They would always target me when it came to scary stories and always try to freak me out. However, nobody ever expected anything real to happen, but that's exactly what went down. Mm. About halfway through the stay, the TV started to act funny. Every time there was a large amount of people watching at the same time and the volume exceeded any amount over 30%, the volume would turn down almost all the way. Oh, God. 
It was obvious that nobody was touching the remote. However, my cousins still used this as an opportunity to mess with me. They started to explain that there was a ghost controlling the volume. (laughs) My aunt, who owned the house, quickly caught on to this and assured me that nothing like that was going on. (laughs) And the TV came with the house and she wanted to get a new one anyway. It came with the house, like the dead body upstairs. No. (laughs) Oh, God. Like the poltergeist that lives in the wall. Yeah. Great. So she gets a new TV and VCR DVD system. Oh, fancy. And this is where the story gets weirder. We had issues with the volume spiking down out of nowhere. And at this point, my cousins started to get freaked out because their stories were coming true. After a few tries, we left the TV alone. My aunt even had a technician come in and inspect the wiring. And there was no problem with the TV, the cable or any inputs. The new TV was doing it, too. Oh, that's really bizarre. One night, I woke up around 2 a.m. to use the bathroom. And since I didn't want to wake anyone, I walked without any lights on towards the bathroom mm-hmm. when I saw my grandfather's silhouette sitting on the couch in the darkness. I thought he was going to say sitting in the toilet. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? I was like, oh, God, trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he was just sitting there staring at the TV, which was turned off. Uh, nope. I yes. asked him, nope. Grandpa, why are you up? He turned his head toward me, and Uh-oh. I couldn't see his face, but he didn't say anything. He just sat there looking onwards, and I could tell because I could just see the slightest glare in his glasses. I turned the flip, I turned to flip the light switch on for the living room, and when I turned back around, he was gone. I freaked out, left the light on, and had to make sure what I saw was real. I decided to go back to the hallway which I came from to the room where my grandma and grandpa were sleeping. I needed to make sure that my grandpa was in bed, which he was totally oh, asleep no. with his glasses on the nightstand. No. After safely making it back to my room, I stayed up for a while listening to hear if anyone else was awake that I could have mistaken for my grandpa, but I heard nothing and no one. After contemplating what the fuck I just saw for about an hour, I came to the conclusion that I imagined something, dreamed something or wasn't fully awake. So I went back to sleep. A few days before we left my aunt's house, she contacted the previous homeowner to ask if they had any issues with uh, the TV wiring. The woman was hesitant to answer, but finally confessed something my aunt never knew when she bought the house. Oh, God. Which was that the woman's father had passed away years ago while they were living there. How you say? He was somewhere in the house while everyone else was in the living room watching TV. (gasps) He began to have a stroke, but nobody could hear him. No! Because the volume was too high. M, what the fuck? Ooh, wow, that one got me good. So now he watches TV alone with the volume down just in case anyone else gets hurt. I am, no. No, 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 no. Thanks for listening and for keeping my girlfriend entertained. (laughs) You're welcome. More like thanks for giving you your girlfriend back, boo. Seriously, hold on. Love Matt, Stephanie, and Truffles and Luna. Oh, baby baby kitties all right thank you guys oh, and God. also wow like 10 points for the uh the persistence of your girlfriend getting you back just to enable us like uh, yeah exactly she's like it was for you and Christine. it was for you was and for not you for too. my heart nope okay i got one for you it's called oh boy bad bo ghost love it and the stuff of nightmares love it it's from callan love it hey y'all Greetings from the weird and wonderful panhandle of West Virginia. Oh, yeah. I'm a fellow Nova native, born and raised in Leesburg, Virginia. That's where Eva's <gasps> That's where from. from. That's why she probably picked that Eva. story. Here it is. Eva's Here's her response. Callan, OMG, Eva here, and I just had to jump in and say, I'm from Leesburg, Virginia, too. Oh, that's cute. Okay. Oh, that's precious. I'm not going to read the rest of your meal, but born and raised in Leesburg, but migrated because I'm poor as bold fuck. <laughs> 
And I've had numerous paranormal experiences in my life, and I'm going to tell you two-ish stories today. Oh, okay. Let's go back to 2012 to my family's final vacation together. Don't pa- Oh, I almost went, uh-oh. Oh, boy. But he says, don't panic. No one died. We were just growing up and apparently too old for leisure. Got it. Got it. Got it. My parents decided that it would be a good idea to stay in an old plantation guest house. Nope. Your parents were wrong. <laughs> in the historic triangle. M knows what that is. They'll- I certainly do. They'll explain it. <laughs> Um, Yorktown, Williamsburg, and Jamestown is oh, the Colonial Triangle, I, and they are the most haunted places on the planet. I really didn't know that, so I'm glad you did explain. Because I feel well, like I used to work in the Triangle. But you've mentioned it, and I just always I I thought it was like a courtyard, but it was shaped like a triangle. No, it's it's the three counties all next <laughs> oh to each other. Oh my god, I had no idea. Yeah. So thank you, Kellen, for making them explain it. <laughs> we even brought our two cats, Loki and Charlie. Loki, what up, Loki? And Charlie, it was a cute two-level house with two bedrooms upstairs and the master downstairs. There was a little kitchen off of the single bathroom. It was old as balls. Oh, oh my. I'm talking pot belly stove and grandma lace on the sofa. Ooh, I love it. Love a good grandma lace. Being a super smart idiot. Oh, that's prone to nightmares. <laughs> I always blessed the space around me before I sleep. I cleansed the shit out of the little room I was staying in and forbade any bad energies from entering. Parentheses, oops. That seems like a good thing, but Okay. I didn't think anything of it until the first night when my cats ran into my room and climbed into my bed with me and refused to leave. Jesus <laughs> fucking Alexander, your reflection just came up in my computer and I'm reading, <laughs> I'm reading like, like dark energy. I let it happen. I was like, you oh, are I can't such wait. a dickhead. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ooh, that scared me. Okay. Climbed in my bed with me. I turned on the light thinking that there may be a mouse or something and there was, their cats, there was scared of a mouse and there was a dark figure in my doorway oh, okay there was a dark figure in my doorway it was probably six feet tall shaped like a man and completely black it was oh definitely i was definitely in a staring contest with it and i said the only thing i could think of what's that fuck off okay but fair <laughs> you're not welcome go bother my brother which is exactly <gasps> what i want to say to alexander right now for that bullshit <laughs> that he just pulled on me the figure disappeared and left me alone for the rest of the trip <laughs> fuck off go bother my brother <laughs> Uh, and left me alone. However, my brother started to complain that he kept seeing a man standing at the foot of his bed and watching him sleep. Oh, my God. I wonder why. From then on, we constantly heard footsteps upstairs walking the hall, and my cats absolutely refused to leave my room at night. The one time I left my room to go to the bathroom, I did not feel welcome at all and felt like I was being watched the entire time I peed. Awkward and rude, TBH. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. The second to last day we were there, my family was eating breakfast after we had all just showered. I want to emphasize that... That we were all squeaky clean and eating cereal, no cooking involved. All of a sudden, the strongest smell of the rankest, most foul, nose hair <gasps> burning body odor oh my God. wafted through the kitchen. Everyone in my family smelled it because my mother dramatically started sniffing every person at the table. This is my love mother. Love it, love it, love it. To find the culprit. Just as quickly, it was gone and my brother and I made eye contact as my father commented how weird it was. That night, there was no activity, and my cats were out of my room for the first time. I think Stinky Ghost Man was saying goodbye by sharing his pit stank. Weird, but you do use Stinky Ghost Man. Wow. My second story isn't exactly a story, but an itemized list of terrifying things. Because of trauma, I suffer from weirdly graphic nightmares and sleep paralysis. I've had the same monster visit me almost every paralysis episode since I was about five. Mm. Oh, no. I call him... Oh, God. What? I call him the Upside Down oh. Man. Oh, no. That gave me chills. He was, oh, oh, okay. This is like, is he fucking upside down? Darkly upsetting. He was a pale, thin, naked man that appeared <gasps> on my ceiling. Oh, oh my God. His head. Okay. Woof. I don't like this. His oh. head was turned all the way around, hence <gasps> upside down. Oh. And 
Oh my god. And he clacked his teeth together. Oh! And laughed like he was gasping for air. Shut the fuck up. You were five years Shut old. Shut the fuck up. You should write a fucking horror film. I'm freaking out, too. <laughs> oh my, I know. We're showing each other our chills right now. That's our fun game that we play when we read these stories. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wait, read that all again. Oh my god. I'm like read so that all again. Overwhelmed. Upside down man, go. I called him the upside down man. He was a pale, thin, naked man that appeared on my ceiling. His head was turned all the way around, hence upside down, and he clacked his teeth together and laughed like he was gasping for air. Holy shit. There's more. <gasps> oh, it gets worse. Oh, it gets worse. I didn't even know. He'd fall on my chest from the ceiling. What? And pin me down. Oh, my God. Then. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Then he'd strangle me with his tongue. Shut. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? What do you mean? I don't like it. That is pure. This is purely nervous laughter. Horror. I truly can't think of much worse. I'm so scared. Okay. So then he collapses onto you, holds you down. And And you're paralyzed. And wraps his tongue around your neck until you're suffocating. He falls from the ceiling laughing like he's gasping for air with his head turned the wrong way. Naked. Okay, I, this is so upsetting. Oh my god. I saw other monsters as a child, but he was the one that appeared most often. Other nightmare... Cr- I'm so sorry, by the way, to you. I'm so sorry, Callan. This is so upsetting. That's That warrants PTSD. Yes. A thousand percent. I mean, he said he got it. Or they, I don't know their pronouns, but they said they got it from trauma... Uh huh. This is just horrible because it's like a. It's like it just trauma exacerbates. Yeah, yeah, this is terrible. Oh my god. Okay. Brr, okay. I saw other monsters, but he was one that appeared most often. Other nightmare creatures slash paralysis demons include a man who was completely white with bright red lips, a man with eyes for teeth, <gasps> babies or imps that climbed the walls and curtains, shadow figures that murmured and whispered, pale humans with skin stretched so thin you could see their organs, and more. Oh, my God. Cue Billy Mays. And that's not all. I think my favorite is a gentleman in a suit who usually replaces one of my friends in my dreams and wakes me by saying, you're in danger. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You need to start screenwriting because this is oh my God. wild, Callan. I'm not ever in danger, but he always wakes me while I'm on my back, which is time <gasps> for sleep process, which the two times I've had sleep process on my back as well. I swear to God, I pray never, I pray never. Now, the more that's in my head, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. I haven't had an episode in years, probably because I sleep on my side now and prop myself with a half a dozen pillows to prevent me rolling over. I was going to say, I would weight myself down. Seriously, it's smart. Like, put on a backpack like you do when you are really drunk so you don't vomit in your sleep. Um, I still have nightmares, but they're pretty standard for me it actually got so bad at one point that my parents consulted an expert in possession a while back oh my god i'm not possessed just mentally ill btw smiley face yay (laughs) or like grin face right anyway this is way long which everyone says but you know thank you so much for reading i'm team milkshake all the way thank god (laughs) he deserves a lot of calories all the ice cream all the ice cream i wish you all luck in your next live show i want to meet you callan where do you live West Virginia. Oh, right. Nova. Oh, no, West Virginia. Callan, your friendly token Southern trans dude. <gasps> hey! He's trans. Oh, what a Southern trans. From Leesburg with Eva. This is a, a Ooh, beautiful is story. A, a, I mean, it's not. Beautifully well written. What a, what a, what a, what a time. What Holy a trauma. shit. I don't know what to do with that. Okay, well, let's just finish it out, I assume. Thank you, Callan. It's called Listen. The universe is out to get me, including the Matrix and BEK, and I just need someone to tell me I'm not crazy. 
Uh, okay. <laughs> Can we just do that now? You're not crazy. You're not. I mean, you might be, but... This is from Nicholas. Okay. Hello from Houston. Hi. I've been a listener early... Oh. Sorry. I've been a listener since early this last school year, and as soon as I heard about the listener episode that mentioned the glitches in a matrix, I was astonished. Oh, I didn't know that anyone else had experiences like this, and I figured I was just someone insane. I want to go over everything that's happened to me, oh, yes. but that would take forever. So instead, I'll just go with one juicy story, the story of my life. Emma. First. We I, love glitches. I was born. <laughs> what a glitch indeed. Just kidding. Now that would take forever. I've rewritten this email uh, like three times trying to shorten this down and make it a somewhat short story, but listen, life's hard. I think just tell a nickelodeon writer <laughs> life's hard life's hard man i think the first place to start my story is during my freshman year of high school i am not going to get into all the paranormal stuff i saw in my house but let's just say it wasn't easy to sleep at night i had tons and tons of crazy dreams and one day everything stopped i don't know how or why but it was amazing i was so happy and everything started going great in life i skipped the whole part about how my friends and i always talked on the phone while we sat in bed but to summarize from around seventh grade my little squad was very close and would Skype call every night to help everyone calm down before bed. Oh my god, I needed that in my life. Why weren't there mental awareness, mental health awareness groups for 7th graders when I was a 7th grader? I mean, I was not a part of that. I wish I was. I would have loved a little Skype squad. That would have been nice. Okay, back to the main story. One day, one of my friends introduced me to this girl over Skype. He said he had a weird feeling that... We would be perfect for each other, and even though she lived a couple states away, he was so right. Oh boy. Throughout the rest of high school, me and this girl had a great relationship, and both of us had saved money throughout high school so that we could meet <gasps> after we graduated. Aww. It was like a dream come true as I met the love of my life for the first time, and we both lost our first kiss the first time we saw each other. Aww. I thought we were going further than that, but... I was like, whoa, it's, This whoa. is a pure story. This uh, is a pure story. But that's precious. We moved in together <gasps> as we both attended the University of Texas in Austin, where I was a computer science major and my girlfriend was a civil engineer. Sadly, things started happening. Uh-oh. Another thing I totally skipped to save time was how my family has a weird connection with aliens. Oh, God. Every man on my, on my father's side of my family has a story about aliens. That is every single one but me. Oh, God. At first, I figured maybe I'm too boring for them or something. But boy, was I wrong about that. Back to the story again. The first thing I started noticing was how when my girlfriend and I were asleep, it was dead silent. This wouldn't have bothered me if we weren't living in the middle of the city. Oh, God. The second thing was that whenever I looked at my reflection in the mirror, it was never quite right. I almost looked more sad than it should have. Oh, what's his name again? Nicholas. Oh, right. Skip forward a year and nothing had really changed except my girlfriend and I were closer than ever. I was actually ready to propose to her, but the same day I was going to, when I looked in the mirror, my reflection wasn't just off. There was a tear rolling down his <gasps> cheek. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I figured it was a trick of the light, even though I was a bit shaken. Then I heard the doorbell ring. Normally I liked when people came over, but this time for some reason that sound gave me a feeling of dread. Naturally, since I was in the bathroom, my girlfriend decided that she would go see who it was. Oh, God. My dread worsened as I heard the door creak open. I thought about calling my girlfriend and telling her to shut the door, but I was frozen in fear. I heard a young voice ask if they could use the telephone. No, 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 no. I'm so scared. Okay. These words give me shivers down my spine. They mm. did, however, also shake me enough to get me moving ahead and the first thing I did was fly out of my bathroom and right beside my girlfriend. Sadly, this wasn't before I heard her say, sure. 
So she's welcomed in the, the black eyed kids. So far. They're black eyed kids? BK. No! I thought it was like a murder story. I'm so confused. Oh, I'm so overwhelmed. A knock on the door. Yeah, Someone said, can we use the telephone? I thought they were supposed to ask about a telegraph. Oh, no. Help me. Oh, no. When I ran to the room, I felt like I was going to die. It was the scariest feeling I've ever felt in my life. And right as I got into the room, one of the kids looked up. Their <gasps> eyes were like black oh, holes. Shit. Their eyes were like black holes, sucking in all the joy, happiness, and life that I had. Quickly, my vision also turned to black and I passed out. When I woke up, I felt awful. I woke up in bed with my soon-to-be wife and everything was back to normal except one thing. Neither of us were smiling. I figured I would wait to propose until we both seemed a bit less sad. Oh, um... And a couple months after that, we went to the doctor as we both didn't feel good at all. We both had cancer. What? Mine was testicular and my girlfriend's was breast cancer. They both had cancer? Upon hearing this news, I looked at my girlfriend and we both burst into tears. There had to be some mistake. How could this happen to us? We were so young. Oh, my God. Then I woke up. What? Hold on. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Okay. I'm writing about this at the end of my freshman year of high school. No. I recently talked to my friend who first introduced my girlfriend and I, but when I mentioned her name, he looked at me like I was crazy because there was no way I could have ever heard about her. Um, I don't really know what I'm... What of course, that was totally what I expected. I called her and talked to her and we clicked again, just like before. The only problem is she's different and not just kind of different. The girl that used to always cheer me up and brighten my day has depression and is suicidal. I don't know what happened, but she always talks like she's going to inevitably die. And when I asked her how, she answered with one word that gives me chills down my spine. Cancer. So he like is just meeting her all over again. And then she says she's going to die of cancer. Anyways, who knows where this universe will take me next, but whatever it is, I sure hope y'all's podcast is in it. I know this was a long story, but I need to type it out for someone. It's really been a burden on me, and it has haunted me too. The paranormal stuff that happened to me before I met this girl the first time has all come back and won't go away again, and I still remember everything that happened in my previous life. One of the weirdest parts is that I still retain my computer knowledge I had in college, no even though he's a freshman way. in high school. This is the only proof that I have that any of this happened. But recently I programmed a scaling algorithm for different kinds of charts from memory. And even my teacher in high school programming doesn't understand completely how it works, which just goes to show that it's not something a high school kid would know. What the fuck? I think I've typed enough for one email, but I just wanted to say hi to you guys, and you have seriously helped me through this last year of school, and I couldn't have done it without you. Tell Gio hi for me, and go team wine, even though I can't legally drink it anymore. Because <laughs> he's not 21 what anymore. Fuck? Hold on, Nicholas. Oh my god. Are you okay? What? No, this oh is my so god. messed up. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is so... I don't know what to make of this. It's like three glitches in the matrix in one. Wow. I'm floored. I have nothing to say about that. I'm just astonished. I wish I could. I will say Nicholas, go to a doctor just in case everything else has Seriously. come true so far. Just go get checked now. The girl saying cancer is just, just super scary, but wild. maybe, maybe this was supposed to, maybe it was like a, a reset so he can like save someone or use his knowledge yeah, like in sent, college. Right. Sent back to like redo it. I would kind of, in in this one specific instance, I would love to go get a degree and then go all the way back to high school and just keep getting new degrees, but in the same amount of time through just one amount of money. 
True. But I'm trying then, to find like a silver but lining. But then you have to go through college and all that studying over and over and over again. And then you don't That's actually true. have the degree. Oh, <laughs> you just yeah. have the knowledge. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Which like the knowledge is fine, but the degree is what helps. Yeah. When it comes to career shit. Oh, man. What on earth? Bananas. I'm like, I don't know what to say about I'm any of that. Stunned. That one, that one floored me. That was a wild ending, guys. Thank Even, you, Nicholas. I hope you're okay. <laughs> I can't wait until you can drink again. <laughs> Please, because you deserve it. Oh, my gosh. Go to Germany. You can drink there. You know, he'll be able to find out more and more, though, as like, you know, when he gets to college, like he'll know what college he gets into. Maybe. Like if this all goes the same way, he'll know what college he gets into. He and he'll... It's different, though. I wonder if he's going to see people from his previous future. Well, that'd be weird. And he'd be like, I know to not even go near you That'd or be... i know that you're a good great person or i know that the doorbell's gonna ring and i need to oh. stop i need to get a deadbolt oh yeah or tell my girlfriend don't open the door but then that means like that means so i know so then you get into all the trippy like in the in the legend of the black-eyed kids if we're going with the black-eyed kids or what caused the cancer sure then maybe he knows that as long as he, they don't open the door exactly. they won't get the cancer exactly oh my gosh this is just too real though Oh, this is just then how do you tell somebody that oh don't worry i know how you get cancer and you won't get cancer if you don't open like it's just yeah. so wild oh, man oh this is just too I'm much i'm so overwhelmed um wow. okay well thanks nicholas for blowing our minds thank you nicholas also you guys if you want to read more glitch in the matrix go on reddit um our our glitch in the matrix is just bananas and it's a great subreddit um okay well woo. so thank you guys for sending in your personal stories um we are very stoked that you guys are willing to send in such personal personal moments of your life yes and, very personal and i hope everyone's doing okay and i hope everyone is hanging in there yes especially nicholas um we care about all of you so very much let us know if we can do anything to help you and if you have not heard your story read yet there is still a chance you might hear it in the August 1st video, September 1st, October no, this 1st. Is the August 1st, so. September 1st, October <laughs> 1st. Um, the first of every month, we put out six new stories that you guys have sent in. So um, thank you so much for, for the people who submitted and got their stories read today. Thank you to the people who submitted stories and they didn't get read just yet. Um, we appreciate you. And that's why we drink. Bye, guys. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.